What's up and welcome to the 10-Minute Beauty Business Podcast. I'm Lexi Lomax, beauty business coach, salon owner of over a decade, and stylist too. Each episode, I will bring on guests and topics you can relate to, plus a 10-minute beauty business tip. We all need biz solutions fast, and that's what you will find in these tips, something you can use in your business today in 10 minutes or less. No matter what stage you are in your beauty business, independent, commission, salon owner, or dreaming somewhere in between, 10-Minute Beauty Business is here to serve you. Now let's get to it. What's up? Oh my gosh, I am so pumped this morning. I have a lot of things that I'm going to tell you that are not so awesome. But one thing that we are screaming from the rooftops is that the majority or all hair salons can open in California. I'm a little bit unclear about like there's this whole new color-coded system and all this stuff. And so in some areas, not all personal care items like, you know, estheticians or nail artists um, and like tattoos or microblading um, specialists, those kind of things. Not everywhere is that open yet, but man, um, I just am so grateful, honestly, that my salon gets to open next week on Monday and that everyone gets to be there because our county is in a low we're in a the pink or the red zone I don't know um whatever color it is some people are calling it pink some people are calling it red and California just makes things complicated so um either way I don't care what color it is I'm just so grateful to be in that color and that we can go back to work on Monday and if you are not in if you're in a purple zone um and you still have some limitations my heart goes out to you because we were there just two days ago so I am just so glad that the salons, the the hairstylists, the cosmetologists, barbers, that they can get back to work. And I am praying that the rest of our industry can get back to work immediately. Our work is not done in terms of making noise um, to get those guys back to work, but they definitely hurt us. And so thank you for sharing, for reposting, anything that you did, even just your texts that were just supporting me personally um, as a salon owner. I really, really appreciate it. And overwhelmingly, I'm just so proud of our industry. This has been total BS um, in my opinion. And I guess I get to have an opinion because it's my podcast. But um, yeah, I just, it's been incredibly difficult. And the salons and the beauty industry has been treated unfairly in my opinion. And um, I'm just so grateful that there's a light at the end of the tunnel for us, um, for some of us right now, immediately, we, we got relief. And, and for the rest of us, it's coming. It has to. Um, and I choose to believe that because I got to stay positive, you know, As that's that's part of my deal here. So anyways, I just want to say that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of your love and support. Um, I have been just doing all the things, trying to hold the world together with chopsticks as far as a salon owner goes. Um, and so I'm so grateful that we get to go back to work on Monday and I get to get a little bit more of a routine. Um, with that being said, this episode is not about me. And I know you're like, oh, bummer. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but it is um, about something that I shared this week. And a lot of it pertains to the podcast and why you haven't had an episode in two weeks. And frankly, it's because I dropped the ball. I lost. I don't know. I don't know how. Like I'm literally not even sure how this happened. I have a file on my Apple MacBook Air and that I'm recording this podcast on right now and it is called podcast. And inside of that file, there are subfolders and those subfolders go with each 
episode. And there's multiple files that you have from the podcast, like different MP3s and MP4s of whatever. If I record on Zoom, there's different stuff. Well, five of them went missing. Like literally 2020 just ate them and said, F you, Lexi, they're gone. So I don't know where they are, but I lost those episodes and I could just cry because some of them were with other people. And so now I have inconvenienced other people by wasting their time having a conversation with me that no one will ever get to hear and so that just is frankly terrible and then I'm just mad at myself because I can't find them like I have a system I follow it and somehow I don't know what happened like I can find when I open the, the folders if maybe if you know the secret please message me I can open the folders and the folder the subfolder is there with the person's name on it and then I open it and it's empty and it's not in the trash and I like searched and Googled and had techie smart people come and help me look and I don't know. But so I share that with you, A, to apologize that there were no episodes the last two weeks because that's not my plan. Um, but also things just have been busy and with the salon and taking care of my team, I there's like a hierarchy around here and um, I started two new mastermind groups and my students and my staff have to come first. The podcast is the labor of love but since I don't make any money from the podcast um, and not that all things are driven by money but you know we have to take care of the things in order as you well know as a business owner and so the podcast is something that had to just hang tight and because I didn't have those ready to go episodes you got nothing and so I'm so sorry I hope that you listened to the last 30 plus episodes um, and get got caught up there is some real gold in the beginning in those first episodes I may re-release them um, just because I know we have some larger listener like larger audience now um as far as numbers go so yeah so I lost the friggin episodes right and so that's a bummer. I was kind of beating myself up. And then some other things didn't go exactly right this week too. Um, I, well, the one that I posted on my Instagram and this was the thing that everyone laughed and, and was like, me too. But honestly, I can't switch the load of laundry to save my life apparently. So I just have stinky towels all the time. But no, I, that's not the biggest one. But so I lost the podcast. I forgot the towels again. Like every freaking time I do them, they stink. And I didn't order something that I promised to a client. And so I had to scramble and figure it out. And then I didn't check my email and I blew, I blew it. I, I had a live scheduled. I didn't check my email. And then I just totally talked about the live and was like, we're doing it. And the live got canceled and I had no idea. So I just was like kind of having a bummer week. The podcast losing situation um, really set me off. And I'm like, gosh, you know, and the salon was still closed last week. And, and so I just was having a moment where I was like, gosh, dang it. Like this is no fun. Like I was coming down on myself feeling really bad. Like, who are you? Like, you can't even do this. Like if you can't even freaking keep a file straight on a computer or remember to text a client that something's in stock. And if you can't even change the laundry, like how are you equipped to do all these other things? Like I was having that spiral. And I want to share that with you because that's real. Like we all go there. We all do that. So regardless of how successful somebody else might think that your life is or think that you are or even yourself some days, like you're going to have days where you're like WTF, right? And I'm just blaming most of it on 2020. But I, I mean, in all honesty, it's a me thing. I wasn't organized. I Something happened. Like I must not have followed my system to a T with the podcast. Like there are things that I have responsibility for. But regardless of all of that, I said, whoa, Lexi knock it off. Like you got to get control because 
I have a question that I ask myself without a doubt at least once a day and during this week where I was having like the wheels fall off I didn't stop and go and and stop myself and ask myself the question and so the question is will I care about this a year from now and honestly no, I'm not going to care about the podcasts that I lost because I can re-record them and the people, if I piss those people off that did the episodes with me, if they don't know me well enough to know that I didn't do it on purpose and that I intend to show up for industry and make it up to them, well, you know what? Like too bad, right? Like those are not my people. I am not going to care about how they think about me a year from now. And like, you know, the email and the live, it's fine. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. Like, I won't even care about this stuff next week, let alone a year from now. And so I wanted to share my system with you about how I overcome anxiety, how I like basically just take a deep breath, do better, say who cares, and move on. And so in that, the, the question that I ask myself, I'll repeat it again for you, is will I care about this one year from now? And the reason that I came to this question as kind of like, I, I think a mantra is supposed to end with a period, not a question mark, but my mantra is a question mark because I was, as a salon owner, the first, gosh, I don't know, six, seven years probably of salon ownership, I was riddled with anxiety, paralyzed by stress that... I just wasn't doing things right. I wasn't taking this seriously enough. I didn't do the right thing for her, but I did it for her. And how's this going to pan out? I just really was a new salon owner figuring things out. But also I was growing into being an adult and I just needed to figure this out and not be so dang anxious. And so in that, I developed this question. I don't even know how, I I don't know where it came from. I can't remember, but I just remember having this like, ah, moment um, that, I needed to get it together. Otherwise, like this was no way to live and I didn't want to have the salon anymore. I didn't want to deal with people. Like it stressed me out too much. Like I just was not in a great place when it came to how I felt internally. It looked great on the outside and I think I was holding it together pretty well from a business perspective. That was never a problem. But how I felt about my business um, in terms of my stress level and my peace of mind was not good. I'm just going to say that. I mean, I overanalyzed every single thing. Every conversation I had with a stylist was, you know, okay, did I do that right? Did I handle that right? Like, okay, okay. Um, oh gosh. And, and all I wanted was for them to stay because I had been through in those first couple years of, of owning the salon, intense financial I don't want to say despair, but like it was pretty much despair. Um, it was terrible. I got in trouble with my property taxes and I I swear I had like um, – I had some real like PTSD from the economy falling out and from not being sure where I was going to find that money again. And yes, I made it through and yes, I hustled my rear end off. But sometimes when you come out of something, you're still afraid of that thing even though you've totally come through it. And I, I'm telling you this – all because I feel like we could be in one of those those moments right now, right? Like the salons have been closed. They've been open. They've been closed in California again. We're heading into flu season and I'm just going to say hold on to your hats and make as much money as you can right now and prepare yourself for the unknown because we don't know, right? I saw our, I don't want to use any adjectives, but our governor 
um, he talked about the double virus. And I was like, what's he talking about now? Like, uh, what the F, man? Don't spring that on me. Because now they're talking about flu season and coronavirus, right? So like, look, I don't tell you anything to scare you. I'm just being as realistic as possible and how I am being with my business. But with all of that being said, we could come out of coronavirus. Even like that might be exactly like the example I just gave you could be exactly what I'm talking about. Like we've come through one shutdown and then you're just afraid, because you've lived through it and it was terrible. You hated it. It was hard. And so that's how I felt after the crash in 2007, 2008. Like, you know, the economy having that horrible, you know, failure um, as a new salon owner. And so every thing that I did as a salon owner after we came out of it, and I mean, we were still getting through it um, in 2009, 10, and 11, I, and probably, I don't even know, those might not be accurate dates for me, but I, I feel like for that, those, those years, maybe until 10, probably for sure, I was so like, <sighs> just so nervous and everything was about making my renters happy, making sure that they stayed kind of like maybe violating my own priorities in order to make them happy because I couldn't take that stress again of not knowing where the dollars were going to come from because I didn't want to go back and live that again. And so I was like, okay, Lexi, this is like absolute BS. And maybe this all correlates with around the time my dad died in 2011 that I was like, okay, wait, you got to get a grip. You got to move on and you've got to take care of yourself because nobody else is going to. And so I think this is all, I, had, I didn't really think about that until just right now and I'm recording you guys know I don't love to edit so that's just the thought that came to me but I think it was just all a perfect storm of having lived through the first three years of salon ownership being basically horrific and then with lots of silver linings and beauty in there too but financially and then being so nervous that I was going to go back to that and then my dad dying and me being like oh my gosh my life is spinning out of control I'm this anxiety riddled person I overthink everything and I need to get a grip. And so that's what I did. I think that's where this question came from. So that's my backstory. And then now I'm going to share with you how I use that question to not be that crazy person, right? Because it's no fun. And I'm sure like, I don't know the statistics, but I think it's like one in three people in America suffer from anxiety. And I'm like, yeah, how about three out of three? Like that's just normal. In 2020, it's four out of three. So this is the question, will I care about this one year from now? And I had to retrain my brain. And that's something that I'm going to encourage you to do when you start to like incorporate this question into your life. And I know that like we don't know how the brain works exactly. Like you and I probably don't. Somebody does. But it's like got why, like connective wires is how sometimes um, scientists and experts explain the brain. And all you have to do is train your brain, like rewire it in your thought process and then you get a different result. And so I don't know if you've ever read The Five Second Rule. It's a great book. Um, it actually helped me to be able to go to the dentist. I'm not kidding when I tell you I'm like anxiety riddled. Um, I like had this horrible thing happen with the dentist where they burned my face and I was numb so I couldn't feel it. And so then after that I like couldn't go to the dentist anymore. And so I go now every six months on the dot like don't don't worry about me and my teeth they're okay uh my <laughs> I think um I just went last week they feel very clean anyhow 
in the five second rule, all you do is you count five, four, three, two, one, and then you do the thing and you don't let your brain have time to think about all of the things that might freak you out. And so I definitely started asking myself the question, will I care about this one year from now before I read the five second rule? But they're very similar and the science behind it is there, even though I had no idea there was science behind what I was doing. But it's you're rewiring your brain for the thought to go down a different channel and then give you a different result in how you feel, right? Like how what your brain tells your body to do. Um, because anxiety, yes, it starts in your head, but it comes through your body. Your heart races, you sweat, you get like jittery or like out of breath or maybe you cry or I don't know, whatever that is. We're all so different, but we all know what that feels like for us if your heart is racing or, you know, you get sweaty palms, like any of that stuff, maybe you can't breathe, like all of that stuff, depending on how severe your anxiety is. So... Will I care from care about this one year from now? It's a matter of training your brain, rewiring it, and and just saying like when you start to feel those symptoms of anxiety come up, and now I don't even because I've been doing this for so long, I don't even feel that like surge of heat. I don't even feel that tightening in my chest or the the heartbeat like racing anymore um, because I can just hit it off at the pass where I'm like if something happens where I'm like oh yeah this is this is gonna bug me then I go stop will I care about this one year from now and the answer is no then I then I'm gonna tell you what happens if the answer is yes and I'm gonna tell you what happens there too but so you just have to work on it and as you know all good things take time. So you have to work on it, right? Like it might take you a little while to get used to this. You might have to set a trigger that reminds you to ask yourself this question. You might have to put a post-it note um, on the rearview mirror, not your rearview mirror, the flip down mirror in your car. Like don't put it on your rearview mirror. That's not safe. Um, but you, you, it takes a minute to get used to it. But so when you start to feel those symptoms of stress, anxiety, whatever, if it's keeping you up at night, waking you up at night, if you are not present with your family because you're distracted and worrying about something in the salon, if you're worrying about that client, if you're worrying about if you handled that situation right, if you're worrying about how to pay the bills or what's going to happen next in 2020 or any of those things that give you stress. So some things that would keep me from being present with my family or if Josh and I were on a date night, things that things that I would talk about all the time, my girlfriends would be like, okay, we heard it already once. Why can't you work through this? Things like that or, or things that would just in the moment I would be like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Like those kind of things um, were sometimes, and you're probably going to go, that's ridiculous. But I'm telling you this from an extreme perspective so that it can help you whether you have the same silly maybe not silly, but extreme like anxiety inducing things in your life. Like maybe it doesn't bother some people, but I bet one of you listening have experienced this or maybe you know somebody and you can share this tip also. But even if it's not an extreme thing, um, this still works. It just, it just does. And so for me, some of the things that kept me from feeling good were like somebody being pissed off about the Keurig breaking or some like just little tiny things like somebody needed something or if someone said I really want there to be a shelf right here I would be like oh, okay um how okay how am I gonna figure that out I can get a shelf I can do that right now no 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 will I care about this a year from now absolutely not the Keurig or a shelf no this is my salon 
and you have to walk yourself out of it, right? You won't care about it a year from now because it's not important. Now, granted, the shelf thing, you could have a conversation, but that shouldn't stress you out. But I'm telling you that these are the kind of things that made me a nut job because I was worried. And again, it all comes back to that, like, honestly, it might have been PTSD of coming through the financial crisis of seven, eight, and then living through nine, that these are things that really, really bugged me. And then, and those are simple, right? Like those are silly things that shouldn't matter. And I can tell myself now, like that is just total BS that I even thought about that, but I did. And, and so if I asked myself, will I care about this one year from now? The answer was absolutely not. And then with, with other things, it would be like, okay, did somebody might complain about being treated unfairly or that they got something that someone else didn't get or whatever. And really, a lot of this has to do with my own leadership journey of growing up as a leader in my salon and knowing my core values and knowing what was important to me. And yes, that takes time and I was figuring it out. But a lot of it, and the reason I couldn't figure it out and that I didn't stand as strongly as I wanted to, was... Because I was so just anxious. And so I think we all have that. Another – and so if someone was was feeling like – okay, for instance, like if they didn't get as – literally this happened. Um, if someone <laughs> was like not posted as much or reposted by the salon, um, like back then probably it was on Facebook rather than Instagram. But either way, like they didn't feel like they got as much – attention online now just as a total aside the reason they didn't get it is because they didn't do the work like they didn't do the postings like they didn't take pictures of their work they didn't like just crazy like they got a whole host of problems and that person does not work with me anymore um but like whatever on that front um back to the original thing if someone was feeling like they were treated unfairly that that actually really messed with me the most because it comes back to that fear that I had about people leaving and so it would keep me up like gosh I really thought I did a good job and that's not fair that and, and life's not fair but and I really tried to to work on that and it would stress me the F out and then I would go back and I would have a plan and I would do all this extra work and then the person didn't actually freaking care anymore. They just wanted to be heard and whine or something, I guess. But I would be like, okay, so I'm going to help you and we're going to do these three posts and then da 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 try to make it better. No, absolutely not. That's the time where I should have said, will I care about this one year from now? Absolutely not because that person didn't care the next day when I had already crafted the solution, right? And I know that some of this comes – from time as a leader for me, but I'm sharing it with you all the same because I don't know where you are today. I don't know if you're worrying about your staff so much that you're missing the whole point or worrying about one person so much that you're missing for the rest of the team or worrying so much about every little detail that you're not enjoying the success that you're actually creating because you're working so hard and you're so type A or so anxious the way that I was that you're missing the success. You're missing the beauty because you're so wrapped up in it. Now, on the other hand, before I give you the last example of things that I will not care about one year from now, I want to say that I do think part of my extreme attention to detail, my extreme concern for every single person that worked with me during those years and that I still have for for my staff and team now, 
I think that's part of my magic. And I know that that's the opposite of what I'm telling you, but I think there's a fine line and I am pretty sure I found it now where I can care about my team. I can give them every little thing where I have this extreme concern for them, but I don't let it eat me alive. And that's the difference. I think that when you let other people consume you, and again, this is kind of like boundaries-ish, um, but that's a, a whole other topic, whole other episode. That's a whole other course probably, um, is you you can't let other people dictate what you give importance to. And that's why you have to ask yourself this question because maybe you can't maybe you don't know that you need to set an external boundary, but you do know that you don't care about this thing and so you're not going to give it a ton, a ton of energy because where your focus goes, energy flows. And if you give that person that little tiny bit, they're going to run with it, right? And then and they're going to take over, which leads me to my next example of with clients. And we're all going to relate to this. I know. This is going to help you right here. This is the gold, okay? Get your pen and paper out. You don't need it really. <laughs> okay, you have a client. You do a great job. You gave a thorough consultation. You did everything in your power to make her look and feel amazing. And guess who doesn't like it? Yep. Bossy B that was in your chair is now climbing up your rear end because she hates her hair or she doesn't like this or there's a little something there. Blah, 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 blah. Like th- this is the client that you're like, but I poured my heart into this. I gave you the like my best and you don't like it. And now who's who's beating themselves up about it? You are. You're like, I'm no good. I I don't know. Like, oh my gosh. Like I, I better take a class. I can't do color anymore. Uh, uh, uh. Like all like that. You like my acting skills. Um and and that is total BS. Will you care about that one year from now? No. You have far more important things to worry about. If the client leaves you, that's one friggin' client. Bye, Felicia. Like, you don't have time to worry about this. Ask yourself, will I care about this one year from now? The answer is no. Now, is there some times where the answer is no, I won't care about this a year from now, but there is something I need to do right now to remedy it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you do? You refer her back to your policies and go, hey, you know what, Lexi? I did everything here that we discussed. These are my policies as far as redos. This is what I have. You initialed this here. You signed there. Blah, 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 blah. Because I know you've got those policies and procedures in place. If you don't, send me an Instagram DM. I'm working on a masterclass. And, you know, like that's you you have a protocol in place. Right, Because you won't care about it a year from now, but you need to know you did the right thing. You went above and beyond and you continued to do so even after the client wasn't happy. So part of that is knowing what your protocol is um, and having that defined. But also, it's giving you the peace of mind. And I don't know if you've seen any of the other stuff I've posted lately on Instagram, but for me, a definition of success is peace of mind. Huge for me. I have to have that. Have to have to have that. So, okay, what if the answer is yes? What if you're like, oh my gosh, my salon is closed because coronavirus is eating the world and my five podcast. Um, and so like, oh my gosh, my salon is closed. I'm stressed the F out and I don't know what to do. Oh, yes. That one, will I care about this one year from now? Yes, you will because it affects your livelihood. It affects your life. Now, here's part two of the question that 
still keeps you in control, still gets you peace of mind, and lowers the stress and anxiety. Now, when you answer yes, that's not an immediate to fly off the handle, to lose your S-H-I-T, and like just be a nutcase. That's not an excuse. The answer being yes means that there's just a little more work to, re- to be done so you can calm down, so that you can stay in control, right? Because controlling your emotions is really one of the biggest key indicators of a mature individual and I think that mature individuals are better business owners okay so the question then is what can I do to remedy this situation what can I do to make this better what is my next step what's the worst case scenario and how do I reverse engineer myself out of there how do I get this answer all these questions to the where the answer is that's gonna be okay I'm going to be fine. You have to self-reassure, right? The only person that's going to get you where you want to be is you. And so when it hits the fan, like coronavirus, shutting down our salons, we had to stop and go, okay, what's my next step? You got to figure it out. You got to make a plan. You got to reverse engineer this. You got to know how to create a system to save your own booty. And and I think at this point, we've all done that. And maybe you're still paying off stuff. Maybe you borrowed money to get through this. I don't know what happened in order to get you through the first shutdown. And if you're in California, the second. But what I do know is that those of us with plans fared better than those of us that didn't. I'm going to say that again. Those of us that had a plan fared much better than those of us who didn't, right? If you didn't have a plan and you were just letting coronavirus happen to you, I hope your husband has a really good job. Number one, A, I hope you have a a really rich husband. And number two, I hope he has a great job and that you have nothing to worry about and that you could just use your credit cards and they get paid by somebody else, right? Like that's not how life goes. You got to have a plan. Even if you have a rich husband, he might die. Like you got to have a plan. Sorry, that got a little dark. But that's the reality of the situation is you've always got to have a plan when things don't go right. So some things, some other things, right, that maybe the answer is yes. Like, okay, I have, like maybe you're stressed about, maybe not, maybe your salon is open and you're, you're back, but you're stressed about paying back um, the loans that you took out while we were closed, right? So if you're stressed about that, it's keeping you up at night, stressed about money. Will you care about that a year from now? Yeah, you will because if you don't take care of that debt, it'll still be there or it'll grow and that's something that needs attention. So what's your next step? What can I do to make this better? How can I reverse engineer this to know that I feel secure in moving forward to remedy this situation so that I can lower my stress level? Well, okay, for instance, let's work through this. Let's answer those questions together. If I have a bunch of debt that, or just like if I have, if I need money to pay something, pay somebody back, whatever, from coronavirus, like taking over our business this year, then how am I going to do that? Okay, my next step is to figure out how much debt there is, how much money I'm going to make right like now that I'm back at work, how, how am I going to move forward, how much money do I need at home. I'm going to really dial in the numbers, right? What's the minimum I can pay on the debt in order to move to cut it down? What are my terms? Can I negotiate that? Okay, all right, good. I've got all the details. And then from there, what can I do to make more money? What can I do right now to to increase my income? How can I make this a little more palatable for me? Okay, all right, good. I've got some ideas there. And then how what bills can I cut? 
Where am I wasting money? Where can I just like cut that and give myself an instant raise? Okay, good there. Okay, what's my next step? Well, my next step would be probably to um, to call and negotiate that rate and then also see if I can, you know, and if they say no, they say no, but it's no big deal because you tried. And then, gosh, I need to figure out like that, that idea that I had. I need to really map that out and see how much money I can make and, and how I need to figure out what I need to buy, what I need to, you know, because sometimes you have to spend money to make money. Um, maybe I need to figure out how to, how I'm going to share this message. I'm going to share this with my clients. How am I going to share this thing? I'm going to, how, how am I going to position this story in my marketing? Am I going to do social media posts? Okay. All right. Good. Um, and then what's the worst case scenario? Okay. The worst case scenario is that I don't sell any of those extra services. I don't make any extra money I don't cut any of my bills and and I still have to pay it look okay all right I'm gonna be fine do you see how we work through that and you get there and now I'm not as stressed out like yes I have to pay the debt yes whatever but here's what's really 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 important when the answer is yes you have to care you have to reverse your reverse engineer your way out of it you've got to really walk yourself through what are the next steps take pen to paper on that for certain and then you know what you need to do? You need to stop and go, there are so many other things in my life going right right now. There's so many other good things. I have my health. My family has my health or has their health. Um, you know, I mean, there the, the sun is shining. I woke up today. Oh my gosh, right? Like that doesn't happen. Last week or um, yeah, two weeks ago now, yesterday, I, one of my childhood friends just didn't wake up. Like seriously. That's not, I'm not just telling you that for this episode. <laughs> um, and, and that's heartbreaking, you know? And so I'm grateful that I woke up today. Like that is, that's a gift. Life is a gift. And so when we get it so overwhelmed and when we get so stressed out, you have to bring it back down into the micro. You have to find what you're grateful for. And so every day I practice gratitude in a journal, on my phone, in a text message to people that I care about, I share my gratitude because it is so important for me to do that, to not get stressed out, to not become that crazy anxiety riddled girl anymore. Like ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> it's just not worth it. You have so many other things to be happy about and, and things that need your attention. And so for me, when I was living in that sham of a successful outer and an anxiety like really crippled inside, I I missed a lot, you know, and that's not good. You don't get that back. So I encourage you to really take this seriously, right? Think about your well-being. And I know we talk about mindset a lot. And and I think that maybe when I've t- spoke and, and shared about mindset in the past that I should have included this question because maybe you can't get your mindset just right yet because you are, aren't in a spot that you can even think about that. Maybe you're just like overwhelmed, want to say F it, like just don't know what to do next and it's because you have too, it's too heavy. It's way too heavy. So you got to break it down. Will you care about that one thing that's too heavy in this moment one year from now? And go step by step. Maybe you need to get a friggin' journal and map this out if you're in a really bad spot. And like I will say, and as I have said in so many episodes before, if you really, really, really feel like you're in a bad spot, like, hello, there's people that will help you with that. I will help you. I'm not a licensed professional, but I will certainly send you the biggest hug and, and chat with you and talk you through it. I mean... 
I've been there in some of these cases and I think what we're going through right now, we're all in it, right? And I hate, I'm not even, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. But, you know, we are, we are connected. How about if I say that? Um, so I, I just really, really, really encourage you to ask yourself, will I care about this one year from now? The next time that you get kind of like, you know, that anxiety starts coming up. And remember that where your focus goes, your energy flows. You know, this is a whole thing. This is not just about your stress level and your anxiety. Because again, if you look to the leader, if you look to the person at the top of your organization or of your salon or of your business, if you're an independent stylist or even as a commission stylist, your personal business, your business is a direct reflection of how your mental state is. And so this connects everything all together. So if this is just one little like trick that you can keep in your back pocket to pull out when things get tough, I want you to use it. With that being said, this is a perfect time to take us to our 10-minute beauty business tip. I want you to set a trigger, right? So we've talked about triggers before, and it's something that, in a sense, in the simplest form, triggers your brain to remind you to think about something else. And so I want you to set a trigger, do something that will remind you every single day, and I don't care where you put it or what it is, to ask yourself the question, will I care about this one year from now? Now, it doesn't mean that when you have the anxiety or stress level that you're going to be looking at that trigger. That's not what I mean. I just want you to see it every single day, the question, will I care about this one year from now? So Hannah, one of my amazing mastermind students, she has it plastered huge on her white board okay so she sees that every day it's in her office and so it's just a reminder it's helping to rewire your brain to go to that question first before you have the anxiety freak out right before you let the stress come in so for me I used to have that on the front of my phone I used to have a post-it in my bathroom I had one in my color cabinet at the salon I had it a lot of places sometimes for different things um I actually wore a necklace, like one of those giving key necklaces that said focus on it. I've had certain bracelets that they don't even have a word on them. I just buy the bracelet with intention that that's a trigger for something specifically. So every time, you know, I'm at the shampoo bowl and I move it up or take it off, I think about that when I touch that bracelet. It's just anything you can do, anything. It's like tying a ribbon around your finger so you don't forget. You know what the thing is that you were going to forget when you look at the ribbon. You don't need to say feed the dog on your ribbon. You know what I mean? So it's just that it's helping to rewire the brain. It's helping to train the brain. And so with that, all you got to do is set the trigger. So put it on your whiteboard. Put it on your mirror in your bathroom. Put it on a post-it note and stick it to your forehead. I don't care, but you must set the trigger to help you get in this habit. Because if you don't, I promise you will forget to ask yourself the question. And after a while, you won't need the trigger anymore because you will have it ingrained and you'll have rewired that beautiful brain of yours. So look, guys, I lost five podcasts. I didn't intend to share this topic with you this week, but I felt like it was timely. I felt like so many of you appreciated the chat that I had with you on Instagram about the topic and I had so many DMs saying like, oh my gosh, that's so good and I need, I needed that this week. And so I thought, you know what? 
maybe it was a sign that I lost those five podcasts and maybe they're going to come back. And I don't know about that, but you know, it doesn't really matter because I will not care about it one year from now. All right. If you like this podcast, I love you. And if you left me a review or, you know, shared it with a friend or tagged me, I love you double. And I just still love to know who's listening to the podcast. So please, 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 If you're a new listener or if you are an OG listener, make sure that you DM me and say, hey, I'm a podcast listener. I'm a podcast girl. Whatever you want to say because I want to know who you are and I'm keeping a special little list of who are my like original podcast listeners and I've got something in the works for you. So please, please, please tell me you listen to the podcast, all right? And beyond that... Have the best week. I am so grateful that you listened to this episode and I will talk to you soon. Oh, as always, remember, good things take time.